Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we'll offer the staples. You know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Ed certainly appreciates that. In addition to the staples, the best buffets serve up a mishmash of food items that are too hard to pronounce, but are a necessity. So we'll offer up a smorgasbord of special items too. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcast. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed and Phil. Welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. I am Ed. And I'm Phil. You know, Phil, I was at my networking group meeting last week, and I was so reminded of why sometimes these are complete, utter train wrecks. And I just had to share this with you and our listeners. Networking, when done wrong, has got to be the most uncomfortable experience for the witnesses that I think anybody could have. Have you ever been in those environments where somebody is literally talking themselves off the edge of a cliff? I was going to say like you're doing right now, but you're not really doing that, so I won't say that. And yes, I have. Um, it's like a big waste of time. But you'll get that time back, right? Because we can always make more time. Right, right, right. Well, you, I don't know where people get the idea. Small business owners, it's already hard enough for you to just run your small business. We do everything. We, we're the chief cook and bottle washer. We're the salesman. We're the technician. We're the bookkeeper. We're everything. We don't have to be the, the person who says everything every single time we walk into a room. All too often, I think small business owners, their 60-second ele elevator speech is more like verbal vomit that they just <laughs> dump on all of the people in the room. It's, it's almost like their whole goal for the presentation is to get a sale right then and there. And I think that that completely misses the point of what business networking is about. Business networking, like any, anything in business, has to start with relationship and engagement. If you are going to the dance and asking the first person you see, why don't you come home with me? Uh, you'll probably never be invited to that dance again. If you go to a cocktail party and you say, hey, my name is Phil. Would you like to buy my product and service? Last party I'll be invited to. Yet it's the same in networking. You just don't, don't go to make the sale right then. No, you go to build relationships. Exactly. You go to meet people. Chambers of Commerce, I think, are among the worst environments for this. I... I swear, every new business employee who has anything to do with sales gets tagged. You're it. You go to the chamber meeting. Nobody teaches them how to do it. They, they hand them a stack of cards, and they say, well, there'll be 100 people in the room. You should be able to sell something. And I, <laughs> I, I call them card droppers because I, I, you know, I just kind of sit back in the back and, 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 and talk with my friends, and, 
And I watch these guys. They walk into the room, and they got a big old fat pocket full of business cards. And they walk up and, hi, I'm Dave. Buy my stuff. Hi, I'm Dave. And they just keep moving right on down the line. Why are you picking on Dave? And Dave doesn't know anybody in the room. At the end of the meeting, Dave hasn't had a meaningful conversation with anybody. Well, I have two points to, to make on that. One is a point. One is a question. Dave's boss wants him to come back with no business cards. So he goes and he drops, and he brings 100, and he drops 80 of them. He's got 20 left. He deposits in the garbage can on the way out. So he can say, yeah, I sent them all out. If you're going to do that, which is not the right way to do do it. Get a card in return. At least follow up with an email or something. But have a cup of coffee. My question to you is: It Chambers of Commerce or Chamber of Commerces? I thought it was Chambers of Commerce. Yeah, it probably is. It just yeah. it, it stuck out of my mind. Yeah. My bad. You know the the deal. I think if I was hiring employees to go to a chamber meeting and represent my company, I wouldn't tell them what to do either, other than go build relationships. I. I wouldn't say, here, hand out 100 business cards. In fact, I might only hand them five and, and say, go meet the five best people you can. So we're both in a networking group here in town, same one. And I bet we could both come up with five people that go to not just ours, but to many different uh, quote networking or other gathering of business professionals. And they don't ask for business ever all they do is cultivate relationships, and it could be five or six years down the road before they see anything, if at all. They may not ever see it from, from certain people, and that's okay. We know who these people are. They do it very well, and they are going to be the first person that I think of when that industry comes up and I have that need. It just by far will be the first person. Well, in my marketing plan, I, I have it actually written down. Uh, it's on page two. Um, be noticed. Don't be a jerk, but be noticed. So when I go to a networking event, I, my, my job, my business, it's too vast to cover in one meeting. It's too vast to cover in 52 meetings. It's going to take some time for people to get to know what it is I do. So I make sure that pe I get known. I want people to see first my personality. I, I have a basic belief that if they see my personality, then they'll want to spend time with me one-on-one -on -one to get to know more about me. I'm looking more for the interesting person to get to know and get them to talk about their favorite subject themselves. I go to these networking meetings really to say as few words as humanly possible. I want to lighten up the room. I want to leave people happier than when I found them. And, and then reach out to people and invite them out to coffee. To me, the networking meeting is simply the arrival. It's not the task. It's not the final destination. I have uh, tried to not say very much at these networking meetings because it's not easy for me to not talk. But I will say I have seen you in action and you back up those words by using the phrase, what can I do to help you? And I think that's a fantastic phrase. It usually drops the shield. But I'll tell you something. In almost every part of business transaction, whether it's service or product, the consumer, 
client, customer, whatever, and the business, they both want the same thing. They want, they both want that sale, but it's how we get to that sale. And when you're seemingly begging for it or always asking for it, it really dilutes the intention and the message or the benefit that, that could come from that sale. I think it, I think it even goes further than that. I think it dilutes your, your expertise. I think it dilutes your authenticity. Now, Notice I haven't even talked about my success rate in networking groups. I have yet to be in a networking group where I'm not the top receiver of tips. I've made tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars annually from my activities in networking groups. And I never sell my stuff at the networking group. All I'm doing is talking about benefits for the people in the room. I'm teaching the people in the room how to sell me. I'm enlisting the people in my networking groups to be the salesman for my company. To me, that's what a networking group is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, look, if you're looking at a network group of, let's just say 25, and you're only looking at them, I mean, that's your low-hanging fruit. It's the stuff outside of there. And can you get your network group of 25 to talk about you to where something comes up where they need your service or your product, that's who they, I've got a great guy here. Give him a call and he will be glad and just let him know. I, I told him. You know, when I started Zenith Exhibits, I, um, I started going to the networking groups. I knew that I was going to build this business one person at a time. And I met some really, really interesting people and built some really great relationships. There was, was one gentleman, his name was Dominic, Dominic Satowski. Dominic and I really hit it off. He was a great friend of mine. Um, he called me one day and he said, Hey, Ed, I, I've got this group that I'm starting. We've been trying to go at it for about six or eight weeks, and, and it's just not clicking. I, I know you did membership for the Barbershop Harmony Society. Can I buy you breakfast? Have you just come to our meeting, check it out, tell me what we're doing wrong? Just so he had you at buy your breakfast yeah, well yeah i mean <laughs> I, I didn't achieve this girth by turning down free food so i went to the meeting and i saw the problem in the first five minutes there was only eight of them and uh, don't don't get me wrong I, some of my best networking meetings are small been groups been with three or four people because you really get to have an intimate conversation in fact when i walk into a chamber i don't want to meet more than three people I purposely avoid the crowd, but I digress. So Dominic and his five friends, they're sitting around this table, and they start the meeting, and somebody's checking off on an agenda. Okay, well, now we need to do this, and then we need to do this, and I'm yawning before the meeting even gets started. So after the meeting, I sat down with Dominic, and I said, you know, here's what I see. This is just my opinion. Take it with a grain of salt. You guys aren't having any fun. I mean, why am I going to give business to somebody if I don't like them? I think the essence of networking is based around liking and trusting the people to take my reputation. When I give you a referral, I'm giving you a little piece of my reputation. You're vouching. Yeah, I mean, and, and people count on me to steer them in the right direction. I only get so many bad turns before they stop calling me and it hurts my business. So I told Dominic, so first 
have your meeting over a meal as part of the meal. You, people who break bread together like one another more. It also lowers the barriers that prevent trust from instantly happening. When we're eating because of social niceties, there's a psychological impact that comes along for the ride that now when I'm sitting down with somebody, I've had a meal with you, and that's meaningful. In our American culture, I think in human culture, once you break bread with somebody, it's almost assumed that you're going to be friends. I said, to make sure and laugh. If a meeting goes by and you haven't had at least one belly laugh, that meeting was a failure. Today's episode is brought to you by Anderson Social Media Solutions, managing your social media needs. They say it on their website, but I can personally attest to the statement. Anderson Social Media Solutions produces first-class service and proven results. Social media networking is like the Wild West and trusting your 13-year-old granddaughter to make the right business communication decision is risky at best. Phil at AndersonSMS.com works with you to understand your company's voice, your target customers' motivations, and then crafts a communication strategy to win their hearts and minds. Anderson Social Media Solutions also helps protect a business's online reputation. I have a customer who was getting review bombed. If you've never been review bombed, then you are missing out on a wild ride. Reading Wikipedia, a review bomb is an internet phenomenon in which large groups of people leave negative user reviews online in an attempt to harm the sales and or popularity of a product or business. From personal experience, posting the wrong thing on your social channels exposes your business to a flash mob-like group of angry people willing to do or say anything to hurt or destroy your business. My customer who got targeted by the social mob received hundreds of negative reviews per hour and even had hundreds of phone calls tie up the business phone system. Bad language, death threats, doxing, all because of something this customer posted on a personal Facebook page. Phil got to work on restoring the damage done by the mob. He petitioned to have the bad reviews removed and successfully got most of them pulled. Then he worked with the client to create a social media strategy that increased business sales and avoided the flash mob. Anderson Social Media Solutions knows there is not a one-size-fits-all approach, so each program is custom-tailored to fit your business needs and goals. Visit andersonsms.com or call 206-218-3647 to reserve your free initial consultation and see what social media solutions that works really means. Anderson Social Media Solutions. Steve Martin had a great quote. You must laugh once a day because a day without sunshine is like night. Oh, <laughs> the wisdom of Mr. Martin. So... Dominic asked me to join this group, and I thought, well, I've got nothing else going on Tuesday morning. Sure, why not? So I did, and we in instituted these changes, and this group, it grew to more than 200 members. Wow. We had six chapters. It was spread throughout the Portland market. It was called Bridges. Uh, I think it stood for Building Relationships Involving Development, Expansion, and Support. Ooh, I remember. Nicely done. So... 
Who said memory goes at a certain age? The idea of the group was is there wasn't an annual membership fee. It was a one-time charge, um, but it was an exclusive group. Now, I, I understand you actually don't like exclusivity in your I, networking groups. Why I, not? I don't know where you got that, but <clears throat> as luck would have it, you're correct. I, I don't. Uh, I believe the single industry or exclusive groups, I believe, is this is my opinion, a broken model. I think that you are putting all of your eggs in a particular basket. Let's just say real estate. So you have one real estate agent. They may be the second worst real estate agent in the city, yet they're the real estate agent that you're supposed to try to do business with. It can go with any any industry, but you are assuming most of the time incorrectly that that individual is the best of the best. Well, and I, I had you tell that story because obviously I knew that going into it. Uh, I had you tell that story right then in order to make this next point. So Bridges was wildly successful. You baited me. But like everything, it you've eventually run out of steam. You really you get tired of the group. And I had reached the point. I was the president of the group, then I was the treasurer of the group. I was just burnt out. I was running six clubs. So I took a step back and it was right about then a friend of mine called me. It was for a Latip club. Now Latip is radically different from Bridges, where Bridges was a one time thirty five dollar fee. Latip is an annual $1,000 membership fee. But the guy who was inviting me, he told me that they were having a contest and he needed to bring somebody to that meeting. Um, good friend, I agreed. As I'm walking out of the house that morning, I told my wife, I'm not going to join. There's no way I'm going to spend $1,000 a year to be part of a networking group. And I went to this networking group meeting, Latip in uh, Tigard, Oregon and it was the funnest meeting I'd ever been to I came home from that meeting where there were so many people there I saw my new plumber I saw my new roofer I saw my new handyman I saw so many people there who could help me and free up my time to do things to help grow my business I came home and I told my wife not only do we need to budget the thousand dollars for the membership but let's budget another couple of thousand dollars to use people because there's real help there so what I'm hearing you say is these uh, exclusive groups are intentional at filling the categories. Correct. And in fact, if the group is run correctly, the exclusivity allows you to demand excellence. By being able to kick somebody out who's really not very good at it. I'm sorry, your voice dropped when you said, I think it was kick. Kick, yeah. Kick somebody out. Kick somebody out of the networking group. Yeah. You fire are them. Off the island. Fire. That's a very good way to put it. In essence, when we are in an exclusive networking group, we are committed to one another as a salesman. That is what we are agreeing. Whether it's written down in the manual for membership or not, we are hiring you to be a salesman or saleswoman for everybody else in the room. That's why when I hear these people come and, and try to sell their stuff to just their fellow networkers in the room, I just I cringe. 
It's like, first off, I don't need women's makeup. I don't wear makeup, so don't try to sell me makeup. So I know that to be a false statement. I'm going to just get that right out right now. Ed, have you ever been on stage? The answer is? Yeah, of course. Okay, and you wear makeup on stage. Now, it may not be women's makeup. That may be in your own private okay, time. I never but wore lipstick, <laughs> there so let's go. go there. Well, there's always room for improvement. So uh, the, the networking groups that are open to everyone may not have that intention to fill these different categories that are really must categories in any networking group. And so without that sense of urgency to fill those categories, you may have lots of big holes. Exactly. Yeah. When, when it's non-exclusive and I like non-exclusive groups as well. Uh, in fact, you and I are in a group um, that meets a couple of times a month and it's non-exclusive. And, you know, right now I'm getting more business from that group than I am from the exclusive group. But that group makes a point of saying this is not a networking group. Correct. It is collaboration. It is a collaborative education yes. environment. So it, it is kind of set aside. But I, I look semantics. at semantics. Anytime I'm in a room full of people, I'm doing one thing, building relationships. It's, it's interesting you say that because I had written down in, in, in some notes, every engagement, every interaction with a human being is networking when done correctly. Now, I my my sister is Phil. You gotta you have to go to this one, the Toastmasters. You have to go in that group, and I I just said you know I I don't like the idea of networking for networking's sake because every interaction to me is a networking possibility, and I don't do it for that. It's just building relationships and engaging and asking the question that you said, what can I do for you? How can I help you in what you do? You know, I, when I was writing my marketing plan, it, it was a dear, dear friend of mine who taught me the success to business is in your written marketing plan. So I, I wrote all of this stuff down. Uh, and very early on, I said, I can't, I wrote down, I can't do this alone. Yet I didn't want to hire any employees. I that's a whole nother episode we'll talk about. But that's a good episode. I, you know, thir- 13, 14 years in business now, I've never hired an employee, and it's going to stay that way. I'm much happier for it. But I still needed help, and I knew the help was out there. And here's the help. I call it the hero factor. People call me because of the type of work that I provide, the service that I provide my customers. I build trusting relationships. My customers transcend customer-client relationship. We're friends. They're evangelists for me because I put their business ahead of mine. I make sure authentically that everything that I do, I do for their benefit. So I also do that with my networking group. To me, getting to know people at a deep level is critical. And I'm going to use you, Phil, as an example. Uh-oh, we didn't talk about this. No, I didn't give Phil any warning on this <laughs> one. Sometimes my customers call me and ask me for something that's completely unrelated to what it is I do. Uh, you, you would think a, a web and marketing guy, a trade show guy, they would just call and ask marketing questions. But I get calls about computer servers. I get calls about using software for accounting. I get, I get accounting questions. I, I got a phone call from a person who says, do you know somebody who owns a taxi company? 
and I said, you know, as, as a matter of fact... It doesn't really own it. it. <laughs> it's not a taxi company, but I know a friend who drives for Uber. And that was you. Yeah, that was me. Because we had a one-on-one conversation, this wouldn't have been anything that you ever mentioned in a networking group. I never would have even thought to ask, but because I use my networking groups as a medium to get to know people at a human level, I found out several things about you. And when this woman asked me, do I know somebody who owns a taxi company? I said, no, but I know somebody who could provide you ride assistance. And I gave her your phone number and you used her or she used you. And and it it was a fantastic relationship. She loves you, by the way. Hard to believe. I know. (laughs) It is hard to believe. But the relationship leads to the hero factor. Because I get to know people at a deep level, I'm able to answer those questions my clients are asking for help with. And the more questions I can answer, the better I am as a service provider. So my advice to all of the small business people out there, it's not about you. Spend your 30 seconds, your 60 second elevator speech, talk about one thing you can't cover everything even if you're just a plumber in 60 seconds you cannot talk about everything you do as a plumber no nope. touch on one thing next week rolls around again you can talk about something else then plan it out but make the networking meetings about getting to know people make yourself attractive such that people want to get to know you one of my favorite shticks. Now, I, I was blessed to meet a fellow fat man at one of my networking groups. He, he actually wouldn't be offended by saying that. Um, he's a minister. We met at a networking group, and he was like 100 pounds more than me. But we hit it off imme- immediately. Immediately? Immediately, because he is a master barbecue chef. So I got to know this guy. We became dear, dear friends. Uh, he and his wife, my, me and my wife, we pal around together a lot. And he taught me a lot about barbecue. And that is my number one marketing secret. Because I can smoke a mean rack of ribs, I get so much business. Because people want to hang out with the fat guy who knows how to cook. Still want to know what end you light when you're smoking it. But that's uh, another question, another day, another episode. I will say this. We're both in... Um, I do social media, you do uh, websites, uh, website development, and yet people think we know everything about computers and tech and everything. It's really quite interesting. And we know uh, some and a lot by some standards, but certainly not everything. And uh, it's funny how these things will always kind of grow into little tentacles off of our original business. It is. You know, it when I started my business, I knew I couldn't provide everything. Um, however, I knew if I could build my network up enough that I could be that hero for everyone because I knew the right people. So at in the beginning, it's, this could be hard to believe. I, I stutter to say it because those of you listening who know me, you're going to completely disagree with what I'm about to say. I already disagree and I haven't even heard it. I'm an introvert. I'm actually quite shy, uh, very recluse. My wife and I, our idea of a good evening is sitting at home, reading a book or watching some TV. 
Being around crowds, I'm just not that comfortable. But when I'm around a crowd, I am doing it on purpose, and I honestly want to get to know people. So in the beginning, I wasn't very good at that. I wasn't good at just being outward and being memorable. I, I was kind of shy and, and didn't really speak up very Timid. well and, and, and technical and talking about what it is I do and not who I am as a human being. And I noticed that I didn't get much business. And one day, a, a friend of mine pulled me aside and <laughs> his words of wisdom, he says, it, it looks like your cat just died. Are you not having any fun? Um, so after that, I came to the next meeting and I thought, you know what? He's right. I'm not having any fun. I should have some fun. And I did. I let my personality show, um, personality. I didn't even know that I had. And what happened was, is my passion for the topic was evident. It, it became visible. And after that meeting, four or five people came up to me and, and wanted to have coffee with me. It, it turned the whole thing around by just being passionate about sharing information that somebody could use without having to hire me. It turned it around that my business just took off. And what I discovered, that people prefer passion. They remember passion for the right reason. They remember begging for the wrong reason. And that's the, that is really the underlying consistent thing to be taken from this right here if you are in a networking group stop selling and start giving inform educate and have fun everybody get out there network real people are out there make sure do it weekly business is a participation sport i i have time for a quote go for a quote quote here we go quote of the day this is from tobias smollett some folks are wise some are otherwise. Until next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's Business Buffet podcast. If you came in hungry for some business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.